Hi, I'm Riley. I'm Kristen. We're cousins. Let's hunt for some treasure. talk about our personal treasures from this week you go first Ah, okay mine was a magical gift sent to our family by you (laughs) so that was really fun opening the mail and my little girl got a special slime from peachy baby is that how you say it peachy baby I think so yeah I don't know anyway it was magical and um what is it it's like a water bottle theme Am I right? It's a water bottle. It's, it's got a little water, water bottle. Yeah. It has it, a tiny water bottle. And it's like the ice. There's also an ice cube in there. Yeah. And for some reason, that dang ice cube is so satisfying to look at. It's like it because it looks like glass. It looks like pure glass. But then you pick it up and it feels I don't even know how to describe it. It feels very opposite of what you would think it would feel like. And it's, it's yeah. really I don't know. I don't know why I love that thing so much, but I love the ice cube in it. Um, I have it very right sexy. here. Oh, do you? Yes, it's I'm really, like looking at it. Isn't it weird to pick up? Yeah, we'll, like I'll post, we'll post a not... picture of them. I mean, it, I don't know where this girl gets her like <laughs> add-ins for her slime. Um, but yeah, it's Peachy Baby. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it. Um Northwest Kardashian or whatever her name is, Kim Kardashian's eldest daughter, like, I don't know, uh, posted them on her Instagram, like probably a year and a half ago. So then obviously my little sister told me about it and was like, this is the hot new thing. But this girl (laughs) makes slime in a way that is like crazy. Like we got, um, also you have to, literally order the slime within seconds of it going live it happens on fridays yeah just go look it up um we got one like very randomly before and it was more of like a fluffy cloud type of slime or something and she made like um i can't remember what the theme was of that slime it was oh yeah it was valentine's day so it was like a heart in the shape like it was an it was like two heart shapes, but they were slime, and you added them into your slime to add more fluff to it, and they like they came as hearts, and then you mix them in, and I was like, how does she make these slimes stay in these heart shapes? Like, what is happening? What is this sort of slime revolution happening? I'm so glad that she liked it. We have tried multiple times to get the Peachy Baby's order. And every single time, like you said, you have to order in seconds. Like, I'll add it to the cart, go to checkout, and it's like, sorry, it's no longer available. Gone. Gone. And, um, yeah, so when I saw the box, I was like, oh, is that what I think it is? And, um, yeah. Mm. What if I had just put just some sort of crapola <laughs> in there that was not Peachy Baby's? And I was like, 
hard brag. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would have never done that. Yeah. And I also sent you, she has this stuff that's like this um little pen thing that you don't know you're going to yeah. get that like um will reinvigorate your slime. And I'm like, girl, yes, this is what we're looking well, for. And I love that because the past few times that I've made slime, which is, and eh, oh. it's not that fun. Um, but it gets, it's like nice for a little bit. And then it, it feels like disgusting. And I'm like, I just want to go this right mm-hmm. away. And so, yeah, the activator pen thing is really, really, really cool. Um, made it. Yeah. What a great idea yeah. to do. Yep. I love it. So what about you? What's your personal treasure? Well, my personal treasure is that we, uh, so my dad, my son, my sister, and me, uh, we all went geocaching. <gasps> and I know that I feel like I, we should be pros really? at geocaching because <laughs> of what we're obsessed with. Um, okay, well, there is an app, everybody. Get it. Go geocaching. It's fun. And the only thing is, if you haven't been geocaching with someone who has been, like, I had no idea what I was looking for the entire yeah. time. I was like, Dad, there's this weird stick over here, and I think <laughs> it might be a sign. And he's like, no, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but, yeah, so we went to, like, three places. We couldn't find them there, but there was a lot of, like, overgrowth or whatever. And um, we finally went to one place, and it was behind a sign that they have, like, in front of their business. And it's this little – it's, like, smaller than a tube of lipstick, and it has a – like a thing that you open on it. Okay, like a capsule. You take it out. Of? Yeah, like it has like um yeah, like a little it's exactly like a capsule. Um you unscrew the top, you take it out and you can write your name on it and put it back in there and hide it for other people to find. Um some have clues that you have to figure out. Some are just like this is the location and they usually do add some clues. And some even have, like, boxes that people put little trinkets in. Like, you take a trinket, you leave a trinket type oh, of cool. vibe happening. Yeah, which I think is super fun and super cool. Like, it was just a really fun thing for us to do. And I've got about a billion ideas for our podcast to do some geocaching. So if anyone is oh into that, God. let's right. do it. We must do this. That is so cool. It's like, when it sounds like. So I'm assuming people can just leave them literally anywhere. I mean, obviously, as long as it's like legal, but what do they do? Leave yes, it, 100%. Leave it where it is or like leave a clue about where it is. You said on the app. Okay. Yes. Some people leave like a coordinate on their thing. So like, you know where to go. Okay, okay. But then you don't know exactly where it is. And they'll leave like a little bit of um, like some clues like in the description thing. There's an app. You just look up geocaching and i'll leave a picture of the app that is like the official app in the instagram description <laughs> like in the instagram thing but we're all tech savvy we'll figure it out a picture will be good yeah everyone i believe in everyone <laughs> and i think that this is something that everyone who listens to this podcast who enjoys it we can figure it out and i think that we're gonna start our own you know treasure podcast geocaching type of um 
I am so I think it's a great idea. We should do like a special, um, maybe like a bonus episode at some point where we just talk about strictly geocaching stuff, like where people, how people can like get involved or maybe some of our listeners might want to like hide some for us, like in different locations around the United States. So I don't know. Great idea. Really fun. Yeah, I think it would be so fun. And even if it's not like one of those, you know, you leave something, you take something. Like when we found that one, I cannot explain <laughs> to you the endorphins <laughs> that went through my body. I was like, I was like howling to the moon. I was so excited. It, I mean, it really does. It sends you with a rush because you're like searching yeah. for something. And it, it's it's just literally what treasure embodies. And that is my treasure for the week. So crewmates, look out for that. But Kristen, before we get into it, do you think that you could tell everybody where to find us? Sure. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Also, we're going to post all the images that we ever talk about in any of our episodes. We post on our Instagram. So as you're listening, find us there on Instagram. It's at Treasure Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Treasure Pod. Um, if you have any of your own personal treasures or maybe cool stories or personal stories that you want to hear featured in our show, you can email those to apodcasttreasure at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us any real gold, you can do that via PayPal at treasurepod. Great. Perfect. Also, crew, we really need you guys to go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts app. It makes such a difference. Um, Give us five of those gold stars every time that you listen. And, you know, they're golden. We deserve them. Treasure. Hello. (laughs) Uh, We will be indebted to you and we will make sure to make your listening experience the best. And also, our audio might sound a little bit different because Kristen is calling in via Zoom. She's a jet setter. We don't know where she is right now. Um, (laughs) So there we go. Okay, Kristen. I am so excited to talk to you about this. Uh, Me too. Okay. So, crewmates, today we are going to rock the boat a little bit. And I'm going to talk about three treasures. (gasps) Three treasure islands, to be specific. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so Kristen, (laughs) it's so exciting. I want to play a little game with you and our listeners before we get started. Okay. Okay. I'm here for this. Okay, great. So everyone, please write in your answers to our email on Instagram or Twitter or wherever any of you want to do this. Oh, we also have a TikTok. I think it's Treasure Podcast. I'm not sure. Um, I'll, I'll find that out in a little bit. Um, so however you want to do this with us, I really want everyone to do this. Okay. So I'll give everyone like three seconds to like, you know, get out however they want to send it to us. Cause I'm so interested in y'all's answers. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. So Kristen, I want you to say the first 
three words or phrases that come to mind when I say the following word. Okay. 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 Word number one. Sports. Okay. Sports. Something to describe it. Yeah. Football, running, training. Okay. Perfect. Now, what are the three words or phrases that come to mind when I say dinosaur? Fossils, T-Rex, meteor shower. Oh, my gosh. Those are so good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, please send in your answers because I'm so curious. Okay. So, Kristen, what are six words or phrases that come to mind when I say pirates? Now I want six because okay. I'm going to give you two words. Okay. So pirates and treasure. Okay. Um, cove, maps, sword fighting, um, buried, and X marks the spot, and um, peg legs. Perfect. Okay. So those were superb answers. And I'm so curious about what are out of the country listeners, like people who aren't, you know, in America or wherever. I don't, I don't really know. Oh my! Gosh. I was so curious about pause. Right. What I saw on our analytics page, we have listeners from the Faroe 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 Islands in like way on the literally on the other side of the world, and I'm like three of them. So. That'd be super cool if we could hear from Hello. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think about pirates? Like when you when it comes to mind. Um like it just fascinates me. I'm just so curious about what other people think like when they think of pirates because those words totally come to mind like that's exactly what I think of as well. Um Okay, so Kristen, yeah. I sent you an audio okay of what my son he's six what he thinks about when I say pirate oh and so I sent that to you and I don't know if you want to listen to it now I don't know if you can because you know you're far off doing treasured stuff and calling in let me mute myself and then see if I can listen to it yeah see if you can listen to it okay it's he's so cute it didn't play the whole thing do you want me to listen to the whole thing no you don't have to listen to the whole thing so without further ado here is my son's explanation of what comes to mind when he thinks about pirates so here we are with my six-year-old son i want to ask you a question okay okay what do you think about when you think about pirates I was thinking the other day about pirates, and today we got to draw pirate on our um on our um border. Okay. And like, what what comes to mind when you think about um, pirates? Like when I like when I think about pirates, like it just feels a little scary. They look like um. Sometimes they have a hat it like has a skull on it and and has like sometimes sometimes they have like a eye patch and 
That's good. An iPad and a hat with a skull on it. Like and they, you said something about a feather. Yeah, a feather like sticking in their up. Hat. Yeah, you and like that part. Yeah, and and sometimes they have like on their shirt they have like some like some ha- some has like broken shirts have like holes in it. That's and true. That is so true. And some has legs or not even on them. They just use sticks or like cane. Yeah, they just use sticks for legs, so peg legs. Peg legs. Okay. So you are six years old, right? Yes. Okay. So why do you think this about pirates? Because I just think it and... You just know this. I know. It's just known, right? This is my son's interpretation of a pirate, and we definitely want to hear from you about your interpretation. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) And I was like, okay, a peg leg. Yes. Like, he knows what we're talking about. Um, I love how he goes, um... I was thinking about pirates the other day. Yeah. Like, like so he was like, I was just thinking about pirates the other day. Uh-huh. He's so funny. Um. Anyways, so, yeah. I mean, it really is in, like, our brains what a pirate is, you know? Like, yeah. 15 men on the dead man's chest, yo-ho. Yo-ho For ho sure. And a bottle of rum. Like, eye patches. <laughs> X marks a spot. Um. A peg leg. A parrot on the shoulder. Yeah. Like... It's so synonymous, like synonymous with our view of what a pirate is. Um, but on this podcast, I feel like we've really figured out that and proven that there are so many different types of treasures and pirates. So then I began to ask myself, why is this our view of pirates? So True. people, I am here to answer this question. This brings us to our first Treasure Island, and it is the book Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, I love it. Yes. So a little bit about Robert Louis Stevenson. He was born in on November 13th, 1850, and he was a Scottish novelist. He was a poet and a travel writer. And he is literally best known for Treasure Island, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hello. I didn't know he wrote that. I didn't either. What? And A Child's Garden of Verses, which are like poems that literally everyone of us knows. Oh, so, that's so cool. I thought it was crazy that he wrote both Treasure Island and A Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like two of the most influential like stories in our I don't know if it's like I don't know if zeitgeist is the correct word because I looked that up and it's like it doesn't seem like the right word but it kind of is like our just overall like hive brain I don't know what to say I don't know how um, to describe that the the lens of kind of how all the info we've ever taken in to like view, yeah. it's just part of what, how we view things nowadays. Part okay, so he was, yeah, zeitgeist. Like, I don't, I guess that, I don't know. Uh, that's like a cultural thing. I don't know. But it sounds right to me. Um, anyways, so born and educated in Edinburgh. 
Um, he suffered from serious bronchial issues for much of his life, but he continued to write and travel everywhere, um, even though he had, like, super poor health, and which was, like, pretty serious, like, back then in, like, 1850, you know, like, traveling was not freaking easy, yeah. um, so, whoa, like, go for you. So, yeah, he mixed in, like, London literary cliques, I guess, and he had, like, a BFF named W.D. Henley, Ooh. who who was supposed to have provided the model for Long John Silver in Treasure Island. <gasps> no way. Which, That's so cool. Yeah, which, yeah, but W.D. Henry, or Henley, was never a pirate, so, like, he, he didn't, just... this was not based on pirates. He was not, like, in the pirate clique. He was in, like, the literary clique. Oh, my You God, know what I mean? That's so interesting because our entire, like you said, our entire idea of it comes from, like, these books and movies that are based, like what you're saying, not on actual pirates. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so in 1881... Treasure Island was first published in installments in a kid's magazine called Young Folks. But the story was so popular that in 1883, so only two years later, the publishers decided to print it as a book. And for our, like, at this point, the overarching idea of a pirate was born and treasure. That is so cool. I know. It's so interesting. So... Would you even say, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like, literally every single thing stems 100%. from original idea? 100%. Oh, that's so cool. I know. Okay, so I sent you your um, outline thing that I send you every time. Okay. I'm going to make the front page of our Instagram for everyone else listening. The Treasure Island, like, the map from the original book, Treasure Island. Oh, this is Oh, awesome. No, yes, this is this is it. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So describe to our listeners Beautiful. what you're seeing. So I'm looking at, it looks like a roll of parchment colored paper. Um, beautifully, it's like, it's the stereotypical, like, um, exactly. old map etching with like the compass and the lines pointing everywhere. It's got a little pirate boat in the bottom left corner. Um, is this, what's that red? Oh, it has an X marks the spot. X marks the spot. That's exactly what it is. And whatever it it. says is not important because that's what it is. (laughs) I was just showing about how even other, you know, pirate treasure maps really are based off of this. Like even in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, whatever. Um, this is what we're looking at. So Robert Louis Stevenson also gets the credit for X marks the spot. And I started thinking about it and I was like, that makes total sense that X marks the spot is fiction because what kind of actual pirate marks the spot of the treasure that they're hiding? Like, why would they do that that ever? Like, that just seems so... Riley, my mind is like blown right now because... I've never, I have not even given this two thoughts. And now I'm like, 
it's so obvious that this is fictional. Yeah. I mean, obvious. And I never thought about it either. I'm like, we can all, you know, find a map with X marks the spot. Absolutely not. Pirates were not that dumb. They were actually pretty smart, which we're finding out. So, yeah, this book can be traced to the origin of peg legs, pirate hats, eye patches, hooks for hands, birds on the shoulder. So amazing. So, I love it. yeah. Okay. I am about to text you something else. This is a YouTube video. Um, okay. So, over a okay. hundred years later in the 1950s, the Treasure Island film adaptation by Walt Disney only further canonized the idea of the typical pirate, like the treasure that we all think of. And can yeah. be traced back to the origin of pirate talk, like aka R matey, you know, like <laughs> that. So the stereotypical pirate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you can watch that really quick. I'm not going to add any of this audio in to the podcast because this is a Disney thing and I'm not trying to look for that type of lawsuit. Lawsuit. Oh. Yeah. Um okay. thanks, Disney. But um, yeah, so you can watch that really quick just to get like a quick vibe of it. A more exciting, outstanding motion picture. <laughs> Isn't it so endearing? It's so good. I know. It reminds me so much of like your dad and like my dad. Like yeah. I can just imagine them watching this like. Like, and my mom, obviously, As like, you know, they're so excited to watch yeah. it. And it's just like, I mean, seriously, Disney has gotten so much better, like, over the years. Like, mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. the now Disney commercials. They're like, literally, you could jump into the TV screen if you wanted to. And they're not even in real life. I know. Like, <laughs> this. Honestly, though, these movies and, like, the Swiss Family Robinson, yes. like, these are, this is my favorite Disney I know. era of how like the look and the colors and the acting it's so it's good so good and it's just like this from Disney and it's like oh my gosh um right this is awesome yeah so this also Yay. helped to just solidify what we all think of pirates why do we give all this treasure to or all of this credit to Treasure Island you may ask well I was like, okay, he must have gotten this idea from some pirates, right? Yeah, I would no. think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. According to Britannica and a few other articles that I read, having a peg leg or a hook for a hand an, or an eye patch were just commonplace at the time for anyone who had gone through any type of accident. Like, Totally, oh, totally not wow. reserved for just pirates. That's odd. Yeah. So I don't know if he was just like seeing the people of his time and saying like they could be pirates. But <laughs> yeah, uh, the ideas that we have our pirates are just like normal people, which is like so weird and sad. Yeah. yeah and also... My favorite fact about all of this, so pirates in the late 1800s very commonly used to go and capture parrots to sell to rich people. Oh my gosh. 
so that's how they just became the that's why parrots are associated with them i had no idea synonymous animal i just had no idea why parrots are just like a pirate thing but it's like why exactly so yeah they used to capture parrots to sell number one they are a sky pirate 100 percent, which we already said for ben was but number yeah let's not do it um but number two how did they even capture these parrots they had big sky nets like how are they doing all of this how are they doing this that's so true like and they're on boat most of the time yeah and nothing in my research could come up with how they were physically doing this. You know, since they were selling these parrots for profit, it's very uncommon that w- they would keep one and that one would also talk and do like cool stuff, like help you out on your pirate voyages. So, yeah, I think that that is where that myth comes from. But I love how now it is synonymous with a pirate. That's so, so um Yeah, it's just, I mean, imagine writing a book about treasure, and we know that this is, like, the most thrilling topic ever, and then basically creating the lore and the provenance that pirates and treasure bring until this day. Like, this happened how many years? Like, 200 years ago or something. It's crazy. And it's still, like you said, he... Imagine having the foresight to see, like, oh, my goodness. Like, I wonder if he would have done anything differently or just kept it all the same. Because I just love, I love, especially, like, parts of the Caribbean, they take all of the lore and just plug it in, obviously, in typical Disney fashion, like, great storyline or whatever. But just, like, the costumes and the boats and, like, the hunting, I'm like, that's so everything. It encapsulates everything that you think of when you think pirates. And to think that this guy, like, Mm -hmm. made it up out of his brain, probably mostly, like you're saying, out of just normal people of the day. Like, that's that's insane. Yeah. He just saw people around him and he was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then it just influenced everyone to be like, okay, that's what a pirate is. And, I mean, that's why I'm so interested to see what other people from different cultures um, think when they think pirate or, like, treasure or something like that. Because, like... Even X marks the spot Mm -hmm. that is influenced by Robert Louis Stevenson. So that is our first treasure island. Oh, he's my favorite person right now. I know. Me too. So cute. (laughs) Okay. Also, side note, this is so weird. But remember how I told you that his friend was the inspiration for um... Long John Silver? Yeah. Long John Silver. Yeah. Okay, so this is so weird. I'm not going to go into details because I was about to like go down a rabbit hole of this, but that the guy who was Long John Silver, his daughter is apparently the inspiration for Wendy of Peter Pan, (gasps) which he did not write. One of his friends wrote. And I'm like, okay, why are you guys so inspirational? Like, what is this family (laughs) doing? Um, but anyways, I just thought that was like really cool. That's really cool. I know. I guess they were just like, I wonder what they looked like. Did they look like? (laughs) Well, the long John silver guy, he definitely had a peg leg, but he was apparently like the nicest and best boisterous, like most boisterous, like welcoming, kind, funny person. But he had a gigantic orange beard. 
That's like all they would really say about him. Oh. Yeah, but anyways, okay, we're getting off topic, Kristen, because right now we've got to go into (laughs) treasure number two, and you had better just, I don't even know what to say, like, hang on to the side of this ship. Yeah, because this (laughs) ship is going off course in ways that I cannot wait to tell you. Crewmates. We are going to Ireland. This is one of the most mysterious tales I have ever heard. And Kristen, before you ask, I asked Ryan of Ryan and Jim, our magnetic fishing crewmates. Yes, I asked them because they're in Scotland and Ireland is not far. And I was like, hey, do you or your dad, have you ever heard of this? And they said, no, but we are so excited to listen to the episode. And um, they want to know all about it. So I am so excited to tell you about this. So Kristen, I am going to tell you about the vanishing island. It's called High Brazil. Riley, I have chills going down Uh, my eyes. Yeah, this is a little (laughs) spook to ease us all into spooky season. But High Brazil, I love it. yeah, High Brazil has nothing to do with the country Brazil, so don't be confused by the name. Okay, this island is off the coast of Ireland, and it's to the west. It's named Brazil in Gaelic, which is like a beautiful old langu- language of the Celtic people, meaning king of the world. Wait, that's what Brazil means to them? Yeah, it, or, it, or but it's spelled, okay. yeah, in Gaelic, it's spelled B-R-E-A-S-A-L. Okay. But when you say it out loud, it's spelled, it like, it sounds exactly the same as Brazil. So, High Brazil is an island that has shown up on maps since 1325, which is like a long time ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, you can look at the next pictures on your thing, and there's going to be two, 2.1 and 2.2 for everyone who is following along on Instagram. Um, These maps are from different time periods, and I do not know why I did it like this, but um, number, oh, wow. yeah, number two is from an unknown time period. Number 2.1 is from 1570. And number 2.2 is from 1300. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. On the earliest... Wait, where is it on... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. On 2.2. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, I was going to tell you, it's like right below the 2.2 and it's like a purple circle. I don't know if you can That's see what that. I, okay, so it's, uh, oh, wait. Okay, obviously I see, um, assuming that's Ireland. Yes. Irlanda. Yeah. And then it's to the left. Yes, okay. exactly. And on the other ones, it's pretty clear mm-hmm. um, where it is. So as I mentioned... High Brazil is known as the Vanishing Island or the Phantom Island. So for centuries, many explorers have tried to find this mysterious island, get to its land, or even see its shores, but 
High Brazil seems to be a siren of the sea because according mm. to legend, this mysterious island is always covered in fog, except for every seven years when the island may be able to be seen and accessed. Oh my gosh. Wait. Wait. This you know what this reminds me of, actually, is, um, have you seen the, like, the newer King Kong movies? Um, yes. It's, don't they, like, go into the fog, like, they can't see the island unless it's yeah, in the fog? you're right. That is or they have to go 100% the fog? true. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it has that, like, oh fake gosh. fog around it, like, hiding the island. But that is kind of how yes. I feel about this. Yeah. You're totally right. Like an enchanted fog. Exactly. Okay. Keep that. Put that in your hat. And also, <laughs> I want to thank my mom for telling me about this island and then subsequently making me obsessed with it. Um, thanks, mom. Love it. Thanks, Aunt Ross. Yeah. Okay. So, Kristen, there is documented evidence that at least five captains have seen High Brazil but were unable to <gasps> land because of all of the fog. So I'm assuming that like they couldn't get there, you know, they would like sail out there. They saw the island, but the like because of the fog they were they couldn't they were too scared to get their like big ships up near the island cuz yeah. you know like rocks and all that kind of stuff that could like totally damage your ship and like literally kill all of you. Um so that's bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in 1674, almost two centuries since the island was last spotted, or since the island was, like, known to have been seen because it obviously showed up on maps, someone knew it was there. A Scottish sea captain, John Nisbet, which, strangely, I went to middle school with a kid named John Nisbet. Hi, Nisbet. I hope you're listening. Oh, that's um, yeah, hope you're listening. Uh, anyways, so Nisbet, the senior, obviously, not the one I went to middle school with, was traveling from France so to Ireland, to Ireland, and he saw this island. Um, he parked his ship uh, away from the island and sent four intrepid crewmates ashore to discover what mysteries this island held. And Kristen? Oh, what is it? I'm about to blow your mind. So the winds are blowing right now. You better hang on. Oh, um, my God. I've seriously had a really hard time talking to you on the phone because I've wanted to talk to you about this so badly. Um, okay, so four of Nisbet's most trusted men went ashore to High Brazil in a small boat and stayed there all day and returned to the big ship with an incredible story. They came across oh yeah. okay. Get prepare. They came across a castle and inside found an old ah. man who was described as a mysterious magician who <laughs> yeah, who bribed the explorers with as much gold and silver as they could ever want to leave the island and never return. The wizard told them if they say anything about what they have seen on the island, they would never get the treasure. But if they kept silent, that the gold and silver will come to them. 
Oh my gosh. Just finding a castle with a man in it is enough for me. Exactly. Like, like one man. But Kristen, just wait. Oh it gets better. They found something else. Oh my gosh. Not only does High Brazil tote a magician, this island is covered in massive black rabbits. What? Yes. Wait. Rabbits are a B-B-I-T-S? Yeah, rabbits. Yes, bunnies. That's how you spell rabbit? Oh my god! Like, yes. The the things that hop and come and deliver uh, Easter eggs. <laughs> um, yes, rabbits. So massive black rabbits are what are covering this island. Like, that is the animal that's on this island which is, that is so bizarre the yeah the craziest thing i've ever thought of so Kristen, wait and so when they're when they come back to their captain they report this oh yeah they report like, this we saw a wizard yes. and the treasure and massive rabbits. well here's <laughs> the thing they get like the magician tells them listen do not tell anybody what you saw here and you know whatever and you'll get all this gold and silver. And I was thinking, if I saw these massive black rabbits, if I met this magical magician and he gave me this kind of ultimatum, like, number one, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. This is a secret that I could Thanks. never keep in my entire life. And number two, I would have straight up stolen one of those rabbits and raised it as my own. Like, that's true. I, I would have 1,000% have I mean, heard. how could you have uh, not? But yes, I definitely Ugh. would have told because what else would you have said? You're like, oh, we didn't see anything. Like, <laughs> it's all fine. We saw absolutely nothing. But you know what? I bet this place is the inspiration for King Kong because you know how everything's like giant on that island? True. You're totally right. I mean, if if a lot of people have heard about this, then yes, 100%. I think that the... I don't even like King Kong movies, but I feel like... No, but you're right. They are. They Everything probably, is big. I mean, but, he's gigantic, obviously. But how have I never heard of this place before? See? This is like the most insane story. How have Jim and Ryan never okay, heard so of it? They live right I near know. there. But... Who knows? They should try to go find it. I know, exactly. So, Kristen, then I started thinking about massive black rabbits. And I'm like, okay, what were they, what if they were seeing some sort of like cold (laughs) kangaroo type thing? I don't know. Rabbits, kangaroos, you know, they could be kind of, I don't know if they knew what a kangaroo was um, in that time. I'm sure that they did. They do look. Very rabbit esque, but but think of it like if you've never been, do they only exist like in Australia? Kangaroos, yeah. I mean, I I guess so. Yeah. But how do they get there? I mean, who knows? So I was just thinking, maybe it's some sort of woolly kangaroo type thing. But then I figured out, everybody, rabbits can get freaking massive. Okay, Kristen, I added a photo, so everyone can see. <laughs> okay. This is going to be image number three. This is a colossal rabbit who lives with his BFF, Christopher. He's from Nova Scotia. These are the biggest rabbits that are known on Earth and can weigh up to 50 pounds. Okay. 
Look at the speed on that thing, Riley. Look at that rabbit. That thing's like bigger than that rabbit's bigger than my dog, who's a pit bull. Yep, that rabbit is bigger than my son, who is a human child. Like he is massive. I I don't even know. I mean, so and that's from Nova Scotia. So that's like an island wow. up in the north area, right? Yes. It is um, off the coast of Canada. And yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, who knows? I'm not good at geography. Not my strong suit. Actually, my least but... strong suit, if you want to ask anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like it's possible that maybe they really did just see an island full of gigantic black rabbits and this mysterious wizard it reminds me of in key west how mm. all of like ernest hemingway's cats had six toes and it's just like something completely unique to the island because they just kept like breeding and breeding and breeding and now all of the cats have six toes now and they're all stuck on the island so it's not like they can yeah, get they other can't get all. <laughs> yeah. yeah so they all forever will have six toes and so i'm like I feel Probably like a lot of people thing. don't know well, that. That's another tre- that's another island treasure, Kristen, <laughs> that you're bringing us. Hello. <laughs> that Key West cats yes. have six toes. So, I don't even know why I didn't add this in there. They do. But it's like, think of it. They literally, unless somebody takes or brings another cat there. Exactly. I mean. They're just all they going to keep replicating. And. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's perfectly believable that like all the cats i mean all the cats all the rabbits here could have been giant colossal rabbits and they just breed and breed and breed and breed and literally the whole island is full of nothing but giant rabbits exactly like all the small ones get weeded out yeah listen that is such a perfect i don't know kind of modern take on this island because i mean i was thinking okay People might think that these people are suffering from, like, scurvy or something. You know, like, is <laughs> is what's happening here? But, like, I totally believe yeah. it, like, immediately. Like, I'm like, okay, totally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is actually documented by other people other than our friend John Nisbet. There is an explorer, Alexander Johnson. He hunted for the island for years to confirm what John Miz- John Nisbet found, and he finally did it. He wrote, no way. Yeah, he wrote it was the most magical thing he's ever come across. He confirmed what he found. They spent four days on the island with a small crew, but other than confirming that John Nisbet was not, like, literally insane, he was really pretty yeah, secretive yeah, yeah. about what else they saw. And he spent four days uh, on the island. Um, there's another explorer, TJ Westrop. He went to see the island to find the magical magician. And he saw the island. Thank God. And then Eureka. But then, Kristen, he watched it vanish literally in front of his eyes. No, he did not. Yes. And not believing what he was seeing. He returned with his friends, his family. Like, he literally brought his mother and his sisters, his two sisters, uh-huh. and um, some highly trusted official people. 
to go out and see what he saw because he didn't even believe it with his own eyes. He was like, like he thought he was going crazy. He literally He's thought like, he was going insane. And they oh, saw the thing. same thing. And no ah. one changed their story. That the island, they oh. saw the island, and then before their eyes, it disappeared. And maybe the magician caught on. Like, maybe he was like, he obviously doesn't want people coming to that island. So maybe he was like, at first he was just like covering it in fog. And then he was like, okay, I've got to like up my magician like standards. And then. My neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then found out how to make the entire island just disappear before their eyes. So, yes. Wait, so where were they? Just like by boat looking at it mm -hmm. and it just goes away? Yes. They're a, oh, they're on a, like a big ship. So they would have had to get off and go in little ships to like get to the island. But um, TJ Westrop, his um, accounts of it are that, okay, they're on the big ship. They're looking. They're like, oh, my gosh, I, we see it. We can see it. And then fog rolls in. And then goes away and there's no island it's just water oh my gosh so they see this place vanish literally before their eyes mm -hmm. i would be just i don't even know what i would do i would think that i was insane a i would do exactly what that guy did and be like i'm gonna bring every person that i know exactly. and trust out here and they're gonna recount this with me mm -hmm. and the fact that not one single one of them changed their story like that's insane. I know. So what are we thinking about this island? Like, how magical and mystical is this treasure island? I mean, it's amazing. I feel like I want to get in a boat or in a plane to get on a boat right now to go see this for myself. I know. it's That's what I want to do. It's so crazy. And also the fact that the magician like gave the first people who or the first documented people like the if you tell anybody about this you're not getting anything but if you don't and if you keep this all a secret you'll get you know gold and silver it's like he's cultivating treasure but like the island itself and the magician himself is a treasure in and of it themselves so oh, like treasure yeah i know in the rabbits come on <laughs> it just like blows my mind i love that story and that lore and that treasure and i do think it's a little bit spooky. I love that. it is spooky i really want i'm gonna research like i'm about to go into a rabbit hole after Ooh. i'm about to just yeah verbial rabbit hole big gigantic black rabbit hole <laughs> <clears throat> so for our last treasure island we are going to travel north to a type of island that we don't normally think of when we hear the word island Ooh. we are headed to alaska oh i love alaska it kind of freaks me out we, at the same time though yeah i know oh. to an island called adat so yeah. everybody there is a Netflix series that came out about this in July of 2020. I'm sure a lot of you heard about this. It's called Pirate Gold of Adak Island. So we know that this immediately caught my attention and my dad's, who then immediately called me and said, Riley, hello, watch this. 
And we binged the entire series. Um, I semi-suggest it. <laughs> yeah. So Adak Island is roughly 295 square miles. So not that big, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not good at that kind of stuff, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not either. But like, I feel like 295 <laughs> is not that big. And especially because it has a population of around 368 people. Oh, well, then no, that's very not big at all. Yeah. can imagine small. living somewhere with um, that much. Our high school had more. Yeah. A million times that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It 100% did. You're totally right. That's like a way good way to put it in perspective. Wow. Um, okay. So it's very remote and a very harsh living environment, as you could imagine, like being in Alaska, super cold, super remote, very hard to get supplies and everything. Um, oh, you can go and look at image four, okay. everybody. And I don't want any of our listeners going ahead of when they're supposed to look at stuff. I will not be pleased just like I am at Kristen. So that's just an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was wondering, wow, this is way off of Alaska. Okay, Adak Island. Yeah. Cool. I didn't even know Alaska had all these little islands. Me either, but can you see how close Russia and Alaska are? Yes, which I... Like at that one part? Yes, I did know that, but this... I was shocked. It looks way closer than They're I They're 55 thought. miles apart. <laughs> That's where the Bering Strait was. Like where yeah. there was like a land bridge and like wolves and stuff came over on that or whatever. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. I know. So scary. But like that happened like a really long time ago. But still, 55 miles apart is not very far. And also that kind of plays into our story. So during World War II... The U.S. government decided ADAC was a perfect place to set up a base and sent many service men. I think it was actually a little bit before World War II, but um, World War II was when, like, most people started, like, going there. To the, so they set up a working naval airfield and housing and stuff. Mm. So they built these houses that looked like enlarged soup cans cut in half and then placed on top of the ground so I added some photos of these um just so everyone could get a vibe so photo five and six. Oh, weird they took they do you think I properly described them look like a soup can I thought you meant a soup can like standing up it's like one on its side and that is a mm -hmm. perfect description of this thing thank you these servicemen decided that they needed pathways between the soup can houses areas. So they began building these wooden, almost like dock-like walkways. And in 1943, a man was outside painstakingly digging in the frozen ground uh, for to make these walkways. And he's probably freezing his proverbial butt off. <laughs> and... <clears throat> Then one time he sticks his shovel in the ground and he hears a ping like his shovel has struck metal, which is super odd because, as I said, not many people have lived on the island. So it's uh, like it's very remote. Yeah. 
finding any sort of trash or human debris is like unheard of. So he kept digging and he pulled up a really old looking can. And this can looks like a larger tomato soup can. And inside he found gold coins stacked to the brim. Treasure baby. What? Where were they from? Well, I will tell you. But before I tell you that, 10 years later, ADAC was becoming an important base because we had entered into the Cold War at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and ADAC is, like, so close to Russia. So we were, like, I think we were, like, remotely intercepting messages from, like, the Russians and their subs and all that kind of stuff. Allegedly. I have no idea, but, like, that's what I'm pretty sure that we were planning on doing. Um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, with more people coming into work at the ADAC base, because this was, like, really important for us to be able to try to, like, I don't know, monitor Russia. So they needed more infrastructure. And people began building houses, and then they needed drainage for the town that they were, the Navy was developing in ADAC. Okay, so... In 1959, while digging a drainage pipe, the same exact thing happened. A guy hears a ping sound while digging and unearths a can brimming with sparkling gold beautiful coins. Oh my gosh. So two times, Kristen. And there are supposedly no in this place, so it's like, what the heck? Exactly. Okay, so... Why are these people finding these gold coins? Yeah, why? Well, in 1892, pirate captain Gregory Dorgstoff was part of this illegal seal hunting gang with, like, all of these other... So he had his own ship. All of these other pirate type of um seal hunting people had their own other ships which is seal hunting is like so sad i really don't want to get into it but they definitely killed a lot of baby seals because they were easier to kill anyways terrible we're moving on so all of these seal hunting pirate captains (laughs) had a lot of money on them and the british government was really cracking down on like illegal poaching and they were going after these seer-faring seal killers. Um, as they should. As they should, especially when they're rounding up the baby seals and beating them to death. Yeah, not like, about it. Don't no, about thank it. Don't you. About it. <laughs> Ugh, oh, it's terrible. Know. It makes my stomach churn. Um, anyways. So, they, the all these pirate captains somehow caught wind that the crown's arrival was coming um, to like, you know, crack down on this type of illegal pirating, whatever. And obviously they did some other things other than seal killing, but this was like their main source of income, but they would also, you know, pillage and do things like that. So they caught wind that the crown was coming after them and Dorgstoff had the fastest ship and so all the cap like the pirate captains decided to 
give Dorgsoth all of their gold. So this is over 3,000 pounds of gold coins and told him to escape with it super quickly and hide it somewhere so that they would be able to find it later. Because if they got stopped by, you know, the British government, they would have confiscated all their gold and all that kind of, it would have been bad. So Um, they're basically saying, okay, we'd rather risk it with a fellow pirate versus losing it anyway with the British. Exactly. Okay. They're like, and these guys have worked together for like years at this point. Like they know each other and stuff like that. So they know he has the fastest ship of their whole entire thing. And they're like, look, go hide this and let's make sure that these guys can't take all of their, all of our booty that yeah. we've, you know, come on. Taking the um, booty. Yeah, don't take our booty. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Dorkstoff told his crewmates to hide all of the coins inside cans and milk jugs. Basically, any vessel that they could find. So they zoomed off, like, away from where all the other ships were going to fight the British, uh, whatever. So it's like a pirate battle versus a British battle, which I think would be so fascinating. And um, that's not where our story is right now. But um, Yeah, so he zoomed away and he made it to Adak Island. And... This took a little bit of time, but he and his crewmates brought all 3,000 pounds of gold onto the island and hid them around the island in different vessels, like the milk jugs and the cans and stuff like that. Um, and it took so long, number one, because the ground is hard. Like, it's frozen ground. Yeah. So it takes like a, a long time to dig. Yeah, exactly. And the taking of these gold cans to the island also took so much time because they are so incredibly heavy. Um, Wow. You know, they were really struggling. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder Um, how heavy do you think it is? Well, they actually did this on the show and they filled up um like paint cans kind of yeah. with I, I can't remember what they filled it up with but they tried to see how far they could walk from the shore like from the most like the smartest place that a ship could park which makes sense that they would do that because yeah. obviously you can't like run into rocks and all this kind of stuff so they had a ship they figured out the smartest place to park a ship and they walked um with like two paint cans full of i don't know some sort of gold fake gold type thing Hmm. and to kind of see where they would think how far these people could actually take it and i'm like okay um number one all of you guys are like really smart people who are not pirates <laughs> and we don't know what a pirate could do at that time like i don't know uh but no i thought it was a great idea for them to do they said it was so heavy like carrying you know um i think they said it was like i want to say 45 pounds i don't know why i think that but that's kind of what i want to say um i can look that up and um 
or anybody else, let us know. Let us know what you think. How how heavy would a um, can be of some gold? So, um, but good question. I should have looked that up. Um, no, okay. I feel like so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no. Super continue. Heavy. Super heavy. We'll just say like super yeah, heavy. super heavy. So they couldn't carry it very far. And there weren't a lot of places for him to park. And we also know that he had to have parked one place. Yeah. And then, like, kind of dispersed all of his stuff around. Okay, so a week after Gregory Dorstoff, the captain, did this, he zoomed back and acted like, oh, my gosh, I was not doing anything um, to help the other pirates in this type of, like, standoff. And Kristen, he immediately basically crashed into this, like, underwater um, kind of, like, mountain range, basically. And... Oh, wow. Everyone was killed in the shipwreck. <gasps> so then all the other captains were like, oh, well, our secret uh, locations died with you and everyone on your ship. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think there was, yeah, there was one person I think he lived and I'm sure that that's how they figured out what he hid all the stuff in. Uh, Um, but he couldn't tell them where all of the treasure was because he was not there with everybody who was hiding the treasure. Yeah. Like he had no idea and they could not go back. Um, that quickly because they knew that they were under watch of the um the British of the British and yeah and also a lot of the captains got taken you know as captives um it was like not a pretty sight but yeah so now no one really knows where all of the treasure is so they're, um, they're just randomly popping up when people go to like dig stuff basically. Exactly. And the cans full of coins that were found by the American Navy, they are for sure from Dorgstoff and the illegal seal murders. Um, And so that means that there's a lot more of gold to be found on this very small island. We need to go to Alaska. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we could ask Papa, but I have been there. Did you like it? With him twice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was cold yeah. the entire time. And I was in full, like, long sleeve shirt, long pants, uh, snow pants over that, sweatshirt over the top, like, just going outside. And there were people, like, Alaskan people, that were in a dang river with bikinis on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm not even kidding, you guys. Like, and I'm just not built for the cold, so maybe that's one of the reasons. But yeah, they um, they're just like different and so I mean, so nice, and we really did have a really fun time. But yeah, I don't think he'd ever go to Adak Island. I mean, um, and this Netflix series it really does follow, like, ever since the. Navy moved out like off of this island in 1994. This island has suffered economic collapse. Oh, like, really? um, oh, because there's only like 300. People yeah, on it? exactly. There's like not many people on it. They're, you know, 
it's it's just not great. So the mayor of the island <laughs> um, decided to bring in like four specialists to see what they could find. Like there's a, um, I don't know, a ground person. Um, all these people, um, people who grew up, two two guys who grew up there. Um, and then this guy who has all of this, like, um, it's not really ground penetrating radar, but he has like the coolest metal detectors and metal detector stuff. And I looked them up and they are astronomically expensive and like, I'm very, yo, I am jealous of them, but yeah. So I don't want to give away the end of the series in case anyone wants to watch it, but I will give you a clue that it is way more rewarding than the Oak Island series, who I don't know if anyone has ever watched that. Kristen, have you? I have not. We don't have Netflix anymore. And I really, I've heard. I don't know. I don't know what the Oak Island thing is on, but it has been on for like, I feel like a thousand years is that and a they have show? oh yeah there's a uh, we'll go into it at some point but there's a treasure on oak island there's all these like strange things that are associated with it and these guys are like okay we're gonna find it they have like a it's on the history channel i think and they oh. literally never find anything um ever <laughs> and they've had this series for probably 10 years Oh, and it's just like, I mean, you watch the whole show and you're like, okay, maybe next time Marty, they'll get it. When are we going to stop? <laughs> like, we need to get you therapy. Like, there's nothing here, honey. Like, no. But um, yeah, they're basically just digging the entire island up. I don't know. But um, I will tell everyone the series is more rewarding than Oak Island. I don't want to give anything away. Um, so, and it's only one series. This, this is like the first season, uh, but I just found that so fascinating because you really don't think of island treasures as like, you know, a cold island. You know, when you think of island treasure, you think, right. of, yeah, like the Caribbean, like, I like exactly sailing into Tortuga and all that. Exactly. So Kristen, what did you think of my three treasure islands? I am blown away I love how this is kind of a different twist than the stories you typically do like this was really fun not that your other ones are not gosh that came out bad but um no no I totally understand what you mean my other ones are like sometimes like I wanted to get away from my depressing last one and you know do like a really fun like I don't know kind of just smorgasbord yeah, I liked I liked the collage. I love how all of them were sort of had their own lore about them. I really really like that. Cuz that, that's what makes treasure hunting what it is, right? You know? That's what I think too. I'm so glad that you totally understood it. I thought that the which one was your favorite? It has to be the disappearing island, Brazil Island. Thank you. The it rabbits. I mean, with the magician? <laughs> what? Like, like that is guy that? is, I just want to see that castle too. Like, first of all, I want to see it disappear before my eyes. But secondly, I want to see that castle. Do you watch Lord of the Rings, the new one series? No, Kristen, I will if you want me to, but we could if... do a watch along on our Patreon. Ooh, that would be fun. 
We need to plug our Patreon at some point. That would be really fun. Yeah. But she, so they go into this castle thing and it reminds me of the castle you're describing in this, uh, on that island. It, what it reminds me of is, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever seen anything from Monty Python. Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? I love Okay, so it reminds yeah. me of at the very beginning of Monty Python and the Holy Grail and they're walking up with the coconuts and galloping yeah. up and he's like, I'd like to speak to your king. And they're like, <laughs> no, thank yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, he's just like, nope, no one's home. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly uh, that's perfect. Yeah, it just reminds me of something like he's like, I am not interested. And in like, and I think that that, I don't know, it kind of adds just like this extra little thing. Like, that's why he's hiding the island from people because he does not want people to come there. And he obviously wasn't doing it as well as he should have before. And he found out like, okay, these people are now looking for me. They know that I exist. And now I've got to just like fog this place up and we've got to just disappear. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I don't know. I think it's the same mag magician for every encounter or is it like if he's super old? I would think. He's got to be about a billion like Dumbledore. Like Yes. That's he's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, like I'm I'm not thinking that he's having a wife and he's having any kids, magician children. Like I'm thinking he's just there with and his giant his rabbit. time, you know, yeah, with these giant rabbits. He's doing something there. We don't know what he's doing, but I don't know. I thought that that one was so interesting. Um, I also love just like the how we think of treasure and pirates is yes. all from this one guy yes. like that's so cool um i don't know i just thought this was like uh just a fun episode after our um after my last one that was not very fun that i did not enjoy very much um <laughs> and yeah so i'm so glad that you enjoyed it too it was really really cool i think that i need to go read treasure island now because I think reading it well, in, a, in a light of thinking like, I've always read it as like, oh, or I haven't even read the book, but just I would have thought about it if I were reading it like, wow, this guy must have like researched like the ins and outs of like everything pirate. Like how long did he study this? And it's like, no, he literally just made it up and we are taking everything, you know. As fact. Yeah. And I feel we like were also definitely... thinking about doing that for our Patreon. Yes, a read-along? Yes, like, um, you know, uh, well. Oh, like know, reading like, and discussing, like that? Yeah, like we can do a read, like of a chapter um, yeah. every week or every other day. I can read a chapter and then we can discuss what we've, what I've read um, so far. Um, I love that idea. Okay, great. Because I did try to do that. Um, and I'm not going to lie, the beginning part is not that fascinating. But I do, <laughs> I hope that the, um, the beginning, you know, um, 
we'll get we'll get more into like the meat of the story and it'll be uh better and yeah i hope that everyone we have a patreon now everyone we've now broken the we've broken the wall down so give us some feedback on what you want to hear on our patreon or what would make you excited and we'll definitely be down to do all of that okay so um well thank you Kristen. thank you riley for such a fun story gosh i'm like how do i top this for my next one this was really fun i do i did like this kind of out of the box twist that was really fun so anyway i had fun you had fun what did you used to say to me it's been real it's been fun but it hasn't been real fun (laughs) oh yeah it's been real it's been fun but it's not been real yeah but um yeah but now our sign off is that's all for now crewmates May the winds be on your side. Exactly. Until next time. When we finally get our um, outro, maybe, together.